0: Okay, hello, welcome to episode two sixty five of Sack King's Therapy. That was something, to say the least. Uh, but before we actually talk about that, uh, let me introduce you to my special uh, guest, who was who you know found time in his busy schedule to make this game. Introduce
1: yourself. Well, hello, it's me, Fong Legacy.
0: Yes, it has been a while. Uh, and by a while, I mean just not even an episode. You were actually on last episode. You just weren't in the second part of last episode.
1: How are you doing, sir? Well, after this game, I wished I watched the first Rockets game now. <laughs> well, d- did you
0: feel like you escaped one uh, on the first game against the Rockets? Because that was let's just say it was not for the for the faint of heart uh let's just say if you were even remotely rooting for the Rockets fans
1: uh, I see well you know after watching today's game I mean dear God <laughs> I, I don't know how I would have felt watching last game but it should be uh, you know that score that we scored this well, game you
0: sent me a you sent me tickets uh to the houston game and <laughs> yeah. they were what one dollar i think in the upper sections and yeah honestly they should pay rockets fan to watch the rockets because boy they're bad mm-hmm. but they weren't as bad this game and y- you want to talk about you know escaping the first game the kings escaped <laughs> with a win on this one you like that trend? Right. that's where i was going the whole time um, yeah, so the Kings, I'm going to just read you a quick transcript of just what happened uh, in the final minute. So Kings, with a, with just under a minute to go, 57 seconds to go, were down five. Uh, Fox gets a, would you call it a pick six or just a rip? Uh, whatever He gets a steal at half court, dunks the ball. Uh, they, then, they then get a charge on a Kenyon Martin drive. Keegan draws a charge. Uh, Kings score on a floater. And then uh, they force a miss with from Jalen Green, and then after a wild series of misses at the rim, which basically ended up in a Keegan Murray jump ball with I think Kenyon Martin. uh, Keegan wins the jump ball, and De'Aaron and Eric Gordon fight for the ball, and. On the replay, clearly what goes off of Eric Gordon's fingers, but they call it out on the Kings. They cannot reverse it because they use their challenge. Um, and then uh after after fouling the first time, the Rockets try to inbound again. And you know, Ryan Hollins and the announcer very smartly pointed it out. They're gonna run the same play, <laughs> and that's exactly what the what the Rockets did. The the Kings were smart enough to be able to read it out. Malik Monk gets a steal. Uh they drop a play on the other end. De'Aaron Fox is then fouled by Eric Gordon, shooting a three while the Kings were down one. And the Kings win with 0.3 seconds left on the clock with free throws. Just an insane ending that I just, I'll be honest, I thought the Kings were losing this one. I didn't think, I thought like, you know, the, the uh, out of bounds call was bad, but honestly, that's just, how, that's just how things go for the Kings. I did not think, the Kings were gonna get the benefit of the doubt on that final play.
1: Yeah. I, I gotta say, poor Eric Gordon, because dear God, he, he not only did he do all that in the end, I mean, he has to deal with this Rockets team, right? And again, you got the good version of the Rockets team. They there were a
0: lot worse uh last game it was a lot more frustrating like the give credit to the rockets they played better on defense granted a very very low bar they played with a very good energy and just you know hustled and my god ryan ryan Hollins love the rotations love the hustle like just flying around the court the club did, did you hear about him talking about closeouts um yeah so they played with better energy the kings i thought for the most of the night just did not have it defensively and Sabonis got into foul trouble. Things were just looking kind of bad. And honestly, anytime like they got some sort of momentum, the, the Rockets would hit back was on bullshit. And let, let's talk about you know the king of bullshit. Um, Jalen Green. Jalen Green was just insane this game.
1: Yeah, literally, first quarter, 16 points, six for eight, two, two, two for two from free. And I did I missed a lot of the first quarter, but the rest of the game, my God, a lot of his threes, a lot of his mid ranges, just all of a sudden went in. Yeah, I I just look, he's a key, he's someone with immense talent. I
0: don't know if the structure of the Rockets is gonna be able to kind of guide him to the success that he is kind of destined for. It might take a little longer, but he's got a lot of talent. He just got to learn to slow down and just you know operate like under control a little bit more but yeah you saw the flashes of just talent like the threes he hit let's be honest not a lot of them were open a lot of them were the pull-up three variety and just with a hand in his face it was he is he is he is a player i don't love his game but like you can't deny that he is very very good and
1: probably will be good going into the future yeah, and I remember in the third quarter, our bench start, just started doubling him just c- so we don't get, get to see those shots. And it worked out in a lot of ways. It just so happened the starters kind of like toned that down and, you know, we let him cook again in the fourth.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's good to see the Kings actually make an adjustment and like, hey, there's one guy scoring on the other team. You might want to just start doubling him. You know, it is what it is. He He's good. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to like truly find success under this environment. I just think it like, it's not even on the coaching staff. It's more of just everyone is so young. Like you talk about poor Eric Gordon. They unfortunately kind of need a guy like Eric Gordon just to set these guys straight a little bit, but he's not exactly the vocal guy on this team. And you know, it's tough. They, they, they need a Patrick Beverly. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> they, they need a Patrick Beverly type, but anyways, um, yeah, there was just a lot of bullshit from from the Rockets. Like the Kings, I thought actually kind of tightened up a little bit on defense. They try to play a little physical, they try to get into guys, but the refs were not kind to them. And they caught up they caught a bunch of fouls on them. And you know, I thought they I thought the refs were pretty bad all night, you know, crescendoing in that final sequence.
1: Yeah, I felt like the refs just got, you know, both the Kings and the Rockets play their. Game, I guess you could say. Uh, I mean, Rockets were kind of. I mean, the rest of the Rockets team, besides Jalen Green and maybe a few others, were. Eh, it, it was just, yeah, it's whatever, I guess.
0: Look, I'll say this: I love shangun Shingun, he's gonna be Sabonis. Like some people are like saying he's the next Jokic. I'm not willing to go that far, but he he's gonna be just as good as Sabonis is this year. Now, if Sabonis is probably gonna get better, so like. You know we don't know if he's gonna become better than Sabonis, but he plays the same way, like dribble handoffs, has a bit of a post game, has really good floater touch, which Sabonis doesn't really have, but and you know, the passing, like he's a good passer, and he he's kind of probably he's gonna be their second best player, although he kind of is already if you depending on where you want to put Eric Porter.
1: Hmm. I see. Yeah, we got to see a little like Sangoon versus Sabonis in the fourth. Uh sadly, both of them had five fouls each so it kind of like each other slapped off on defense but was super aggressive against each other on offense but other than that yeah neither of them wanted to get that call at all
0: yeah uh, like they have they have like Shingoon is going to be good i think he could end up being the best player even like mm. kind of a De'Aaron fox a bonus pairing if you will with him and Jalen green like they got something i just i just don't know if they can put it together but um enough talk about the rockets All right, let, let's get back let's get back to the kings what do you think of how Sabonis bonus play like despite the foul trouble
1: um i mean he did his best on defense really we i mean we just needed more help in the paint as usual uh in terms of offense eh, it's hit or miss in some ways i'd say
0: yeah, like again, he like he went into a one-on-one battle with Shengun towards the end, and he won that battle. Like he kind of showed Shangun, this is how you take it to the rim. You got to take it strong, and Shangun just can't do that to a uh, Sabonis, who's just stronger than him. But I thought he was fine enough. I just don't feel like there's the aggression from him right now. I, I, he looks tired, for to me.
1: Hmm, I see. Like. Yeah, if it weren't for the foul trouble, we would see him more. But definitely that fourth quarter, he, you know, gave it his all, I'd say, in terms of his uh, offensive ability. It's just that kind of wish we saw more of him facilitating more that offense. It's just we got to move more, I feel, as a team, just to, like, open up that opportunity. Yeah, hopefully things change when we get back, like, home,
0: like, you know, Keegan Keegan went off last game, but, like, he had not been shooting well on the road. And in this game, he shot well, but not a lot of attempts. Uh, let, let's talk about Harrison Barnes first before he gets to Keegan. Like, I thought he was good this game. Like, he was aggressive. Now, he didn't do much, like, in crunch time. But, like, you know, when the Kings were in a bit of a dog um in the middle of the third, like, he kind of went to work. And I really like that. I wish he would yeah. do more often, honestly.
1: Yeah, especially those foul draws. I mean, <laughs> he's literally, what? I would say the second best foul drawer out of the rest of the team, in my opinion.
0: It's tough. Like De'Aaron hasn't been drawing as many fouls this year. I would usually say like it's a bonus and then De'Aaron, but Hip isn't that far off, like whoever number two is. And yeah, I, I he's been I just wish he would be just be more aggressive, but that's just not who he is.
1: No, yeah.
0: Uh Keegan now again, he, he went off last game for eight for eight threes. Uh this game only hit two, but he did hit a big one in the fourth and you know it just he just doesn't seem to like you can tell how good the offense is running with with Keegan usually because if, if the offense is running well it means that Keegan's getting shots he didn't get a lot of shots this game so that's kind of how you know that the offense just wasn't like really running through him but he made the most of his opportunities and you know he he's just getting better every day it, like he's he's still a rookie even though he plays like a like a vet a lot of the time and you know, he makes the most of his opportunities, and that's all you can ask for.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely him and, you know, some other guys got a lot of good steals from the Rockets, at least, and a lot of good uh, transitions uh, with this team, so that's all I could ask for.
0: Fox, look, look if he doesn't make the All-Star game, it's going to be a bit of a travesty. Like, 11 for 11 23, 31 points, 11 assists, 5 rebounds, he's back. He's making a run for, he's making a run for that uh, all-star spot. Although in, in the fourth, I wouldn't say he was, I don't think, I want to say he wasn't like, he was really, really good in the fourth, but he didn't, he did, I thought had to be a few ball hog moments where, you know, he takes a screen and it takes a mid range and, you know, he would miss it a little bit more often than I would like. I just, but like overall, I thought he was really, really good.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, actually who does, uh, whatchamacallit, determine- uh the injured reserves for um all star so it's uh Adam team. Silver. Oh Adam Silver himself.
0: He himself. He he himself will decide. No one can influence him. Maybe some people do. I don't know.
1: Oh that's interesting. I thought it would be like the next one up from the coaches.
0: Well you know they're gonna they might pull some bullshit bullshit and put in Aaron Gordon. I'm not gonna lie. I don't want that. <laughs> Um. Okay. No. Let's. Well. Yeah. I think. I think Fox should make the All Star game. Although I wouldn't be mad if he did, because, you know, I said on last I said on last episode. If he doesn't make the All Star game, we're gonna get angry. Fox, and angry Fox is the kind of Fox that I want for this for the last stretch of the season. Um. Kevin Herter again struggling. Two for seven, for seven points. Just. like 1 for 6 from 3. He's in a slump and but I think he will break out of it, but right now is ugly. Yeah. Uh how was his last game? He he did pretty okay, right? He was fine. I thought he got hunted a little bit on the defensive end, which was shocking to me that he won defensive player of the game. But like I he he's just missing shots. He's getting open shots, but he's just not hitting them. And it's a slump. It is what it is. I think he will bounce back. I'll just say that.
1: Oh, yeah. Once we all come home, I feel like we would, uh, you know, recoup and rejuvenate (laughs) what we were, what, a few weeks ago.
0: Uh, So the defensive player of the game was Malik Monk, you know, that final steal uh, on the inbounds pass that led to the the De'Aaron foul and the free throws to win the game. Like... I thought the we'll talk about the bench as a whole. I thought the bench as a whole was really good. Like Davion, I thought was pretty good on offense today. Didn't over dribble. He set guys up. He attacked the rim. Um, you know, Chimezi Metsu is was just in the right place at the right time, had some really odd left-handed finishes, I thought. Um, And then uh, Terrence Davis, he's just a bit of a microwave, like from outside. Like he, I feel is the most reliable shooter, even though he takes awful shots. And then Malik Monk, like, just does his thing. Like, not as many assists this game, but, like, he's out there creating and, like, he seems to have refound his stroke uh, from three.
1: Oh, yeah. And like I said, during that third quarter run uh, with Jalen Green still out, I mean, they walked him down. Like, seriously, he he was forced to uh, pass it to someone else for once instead of, you know, driving it himself or even shooting it for himself. But under and dad, yeah. I mean, it's a really good game for the bench today. Yeah. Uh, like, there was one possession
0: where, you know, they double teamed Jalen Green. Jalen Green passes it, and you see, like, just how there was a really crisp how um, the, the guys rotated out. Like, Davion ends up uh, rotating out to Tari Eason, who then drop, who gets bailed out by a foul. But, like, that's the kind of defense that you want to see more of. And, you know, I just wish the Kings would do it more often. Is the only complaint I have.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like it's more on the starters this time around. Uh, But, you know, we will see if uh, that changes. So, yeah, overall, just it's
0: not a pretty game at all, just because the Kings did not play a lot of defense. Like we just talked about them like playing a, for a few possessions. I just wish they did it more this often. So you're not in a position where you have to essentially like literally like escape with the skin of your teeth like with this kind of game, but a win is a win. And someone tweeted out the, um, the, what's it called? The fast and furious, uh, Vin Diesel, um, line, from I think a fast and furious one, which, uh, that, that got me laughing, but, um, Mm. the Kings win or yeah, the Kings finish four and three on this road trip. They just go, they just go, uh, basically over 500 on the road trip, which is good. They are nine, no, eight games over 500 right now, which is very, very good. And overall, just, yeah, you, you got to take care of business. And they kind of did, even though, again, you know, they they had to really, really get lucky on this one. Um, they now go back to uh, Golden 1 Center, and they will face the Mavericks, uh, you know, for on the first night of a back-to-back. And, yes, Kyrie Irving will be playing.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, I have another question. Do, do you think the Rockets had the size advantage against us? That's tough to say. I don't really think
0: like when, when the Kings had like, I think they had Malik Davion and Fox in at once. And I think TD yeah. all at once. Mm-hmm. That was when they had a size advantage, but overall, no, like, because they, they almost got 20 more rebounds than us. Yeah. So the, so the Rockets are actually one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it's what they do. And they just, they just hustle to the ball a little bit more. Um, No, I I don't think they they might be just better rebounders. Like Sean Tate is a tough rebounder. KJ Martin, like he's a he's quite a like a hustle. He's a hustle guy. And then Tari Eason, like he's long. But no, I don't think it was a size advantage. It's just the way that the Rockets play.
1: Hmm, I see because I I didn't notice it much in the fourth, but definitely the first few quarters. Oh man, they (laughs) they kept on rebounding like crazy, especially on the offensive end. But Uh, so. I will say when Sabonis sat, you definitely noticed it because like Mezzi was getting
0: out muscled by a Bruno Fernando and like he had no hope of guarding uh,
1: Shingun. Yeah, which uh, I wish we saw more of um, our bigger guys like Rashawn and Alex Len, but uh, from a comment I saw on Reddit, and I'm not sure how true it is, Rashawn wasn't on the bench today.
0: Yeah, so like uh, Mason Plumlee, uh was was what's it called? He had he went to the locker room, like uh, I assume not for an injury. Um, I saw that report, so it is it is the trade deadline, and you know guys are sitting out and doesn't mean anything. Who knows? But you know it, it's something that's gonna happen, like what you know around the trade deadline.
1: Mm, oh
0: yeah. Speaking of the trade deadline, think the Kings are gonna make a move? <sighs>
1: It's, it's hard to say. Like, there's still time left for sure. But I mean, what I mean, in my opinion, wouldn't have it been done like earlier and not this late? Let, let me ask you this question. When you
0: did, when you did college uh, uh, projects in college, did you do, did you finish like two days before or did you wait till the deadline to turn it in?
1: Yeah, I would. I would say most of them <laughs> finish early, so you could like set up for the presentation. Well, Maybe. you're
0: not like most people. You're not <laughs> like most people, then, because guess what? People like to wait till the deadline. You know the the, the funny thing about the Jacaperto stuff that we were talking about. Uh-huh. Jacaperto was the price was like I think two first round picks.
1: Dear God.
0: And now they're and now they're like, uh, yeah, we're not getting that. So yeah, hey, hey Raptors, you want to talk? You want to talk something out? <laughs> <laughs> like, that that's just how it works because uh, everyone names a price like usually a ridiculous price and you know as it gets closer and closer to the deadline they start to realize they're not getting that price they're not getting what they're asking for so then they start getting to work and getting the phones working so back back to the, my my, my have yeah, my analogy people wait till the deadline to actually start doing stuff that's just how it works
1: oh jeez well, oh, we'll see if something comes up with that because uh, it'll be interesting what we could get for, for Sean Holmes, which I still think is a really good backup for us. It's just it's sad to see that we don't see him enough.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you, like, us. I think, what, four names. Uh, Mason Plumley, Matisse yeah. Dibel, um Matisse Dibel, uh Josh Richardson.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And was there a th- was there a fourth guy that I was thinking of? I don't have him written down. Fuck. Um, it, it was gonna be Jared Vanderbilt, but he, he just got traded to the Lakers. We'll get to that. But okay, out of these three,
1: which one would you? Which one do you think ends up on the Kings? Hmm. Well, personally, I would like either Poy or Richardson. Personally, I I would like Matisse, but I mean, offensively, he's just nah but defensively, I—I I mean, it would be a great push off the bench. Um all three of them, I would—I would choose Plumweed just because of the size, and we need the size at the moment. Um, Josh Richardson would be a good second for me, just because you know, still has uh, what some defensive uh, edge to him, but also with uh, some scoring ability. And Matisse is just all defense for me
0: all right uh yeah i'm kind of actually I. yeah i think i would want plumbly the most just as a backup center and again the left-handed jumper is fire so <laughs> yeah, I'm, all, I'm all in on the left-handed jumper
1: <laughs> yeah
0: let's talk about some trades uh we are recording this uh 8 um on was it february 8th so we are one day before the trade deadline so uh, just so we'll start with the Kings. Uh, the Kings trade for Kessler Edwards. We sent them draft rights to a guy, I don't have his name written down, but we sent them drafts right draft rights to a guy, and uh, it's not Sasha Bezenkoff, um, that we were talking to over the summer, it's someone else, and he has not played a game in the NBA, so. I, I just, I'm sorry I just don't know who that is um so hmm. yes they traded the draft right uh Walker Kessler also fit into the traded player exception it was like one point something million uh from the Marvin Bagley trade so basically we didn't give up anything but we did have to waive De- Deontay Burton to make this uh deal work um I guess your your initial thoughts on the trade
1: yeah I mean a bit, uh Big wing, I think six, seven, six, eight. Mm-hmm. Uh Defensive minded, I would say, from what I've heard. Uh, not so much offense, uh, also that I heard, but his um, first season stats seemed pretty intriguing. Just didn't, you know, produce much in the second season, which is, you know, his current season right now. So, I mean, I would say it's a good asset in terms of defense. Uh, I would like to see how he is uh on the offensive and probably in the future
0: yeah like it's a low risk possible like medium size reward for this you know you finally get a defensive minded player and you know like you had a trade you had a player you had a trade exception and you know he fit right into it so why not just you know take a flyer on a guy
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's funny because actually a lot of guys thought it was Walker Kessler, which
0: said, uh, you know, yours truly here as well. <laughs> I thought, I thought, Oh my God, there was, there was a three team trade and somehow the King snuck in and got Walker Kessler.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was actually before I even thought like, how's he going to work with Sabonis? Who cares? There's Walker Kessler.
1: Yeah. For, for me, I was like, who, who is uh, Kessler Edwards? Because I, I, I mean, I, I did, I personally didn't know who that guy was.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've i heard of him a little bit. I thought he, he seemed to be okay last year, but again, hasn't played much of this year just because, you know, they just have, a they, they've basically been replaced by Russell Neal is basically what happened mm. in Brooklyn.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, let's talk about the big trade of today. It finally happened. The King, or the Kings, <laughs> the Lakers finally, finally have traded away Russell Westbrook. Uh, here is a uh, kind of a summary of the deal. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt to the Lakers, uh, Mike Conley and picks to the Timberwolves. I believe those are second round picks. Uh, Russell Westbrook and a protected 2027 Lakers first round pick to the Jazz, which is uh, what's it called? One through four protected, yeah, and also uh, JTA and Damian Jones to the Jazz. Nikhil alexander walker to the timberwolves as well so if you know if you if you wrote that down um i guess just rewind it or you can go to woge which is what i'm doing so yeah um uh, big trade overall first thoughts like well i'm not even gonna have you specify a team like what are your thoughts on this team does this improve everyone does this make everybody worse who came out a winner who came out a loser
1: i hey, mean first off I thought Russell Westbrook would never be traded. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Honestly, at this point, I'm actually kind of surprised. Honestly, because like, I mean, he's not been great for them. He's been he's carved out a role for sure.
1: Yeah, it's just that it's Russell Westbrook with his big ass contract. I am still surprised. Just <laughs> to be
0: fair, the the Lakers have paid half of it at this point. So like, you know, yeah. the Jazz only have to pay like the rest of the twenty something million.
1: And we'll see if there's a buyout uh, somewhere in uh, in that parts. And uh yeah, other than that, um oh,
0: oh fun, fun one more thing about Russ the thing, isn't it? It's so funny that his last game, everyone hated any shot he took because they wanted him to pass LeBron, which he eventually started doing, but you could hear the groans from, from the crowd whenever he shot before LeBron got got to what was it, 36.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah yeah uh, i forgot yeah lebron uh new scoring leader as well
0: yeah congratulations to him um you know like it is incredible uh it is incredible that a guy known as not being able to score is the scoring leader <laughs> of, the, of the league not not like not known to score but like a lot of people said like he, he passes too much i remember i remember back in the day like you know he would make the right play and pass the like Udonis Haslam or something like that and uh yeah he would be criticized for it
1: (laughs) yeah well prove all those haters wrong I guess so going back to the trade um the tweet with Woj and Shams didn't include JTA or Damian Jones to Utah so I thought it was literally just Westbrook and you know the first round pick that's protected one for four and I thought eh, I felt like the jazz could get a little more for that for Mike Connolly. But after, you know, seeing it uh, after hours later, I mean, it's it's decent enough, I guess. I will say Timberwolves probably just said, no, I'm, I'm not sending you
0: anything anymore. We, we did this already. We're not doing this shit again.
1: <laughs>
0: so you know it, it i like <laughs> what brought up this really funny point that why in the hell after the rudy gobert shenanigans if you're the typicals, why would you ever pick up the phone again why would you ever talk to danny age ever again you know but uh yeah i thought this yeah the russell westbrook it, he had carved out a role but ultimately he still was you know a negative asset and they i thought they had to kind of get rid of him and just move on from that it wouldn't have been the worst thing, you know, if they just kept him, honestly. But, you know, they, they had to move on.
1: Mm, oh, yeah. So let's see. That first round pick is 2027, 20, correct? 2027. 20, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be a while for him now until uh, we see what it comes out with.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, I guess they, they had to attach the pick to get rid of him, but it is what it is. They did, the Lakers did upgrade in talent Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. And, you know, as as you know, as kind of like, what was the word? As Coming maligned, as maligned as he is, D'Angelo Russell, like this is up. This is you know, a substantial upgrade in talent.
1: Yeah, and all for just Westbrook and a pick. I'd say it's a win-win. <laughs> hey, hey, JCA
0: and Damian Jones, don't disrespect those guys.
1: Uh, yeah, that that's very true. Uh, Damon Jones as uh, the guy who we never see him play on the floor ever since the Kings, and JTA, who... I mean, I like JTA, it just... He's not can't score Can't shoot one
0: shit, basically.
1: Yeah, not doing so well. So, yeah, very, very, very good uh, upgrades for the Lakers. Kind of not wondering, (laughs) and want to see, like, how far the Lakers now could go with this, uh, I guess pretty reprised team at this point
0: my man dave dufour on twitter said they the lakers are now well equipped they are destined to make the ninth seed <laughs> which honestly <laughs> like sure like it's a it's a talent upgrade I, I i i'm gonna say at this point lebron i think is pretty much Ever since he got the scoring record, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. like he scored 36 points to to break the record. And then he had and then he scored two more points the rest of the fourth quarter. He had nothing left in that game. And you know, it could be just one game. Maybe it was just so hyped. And then the ceremony, like the little celebration they had after he scored, like they literally stopped the game. Like afterwards, he was so gassed. You could see it. Like he was done. And then the weird thing is AD looked gassed too, which was weird. Maybe he's <laughs> injured. Maybe like he just wasn't, he like he's playing through some sort of injury, which, you know, it goes back to the point, like LeBron, I think is winding down. AD is unreliable. Like, I, I just don't know. Like, even if you upgraded like this much in talent, once you get to the playoffs, like, you know, they might make, they probably will make it out of the play-in if they make it. But at the same time, like, do they have enough for a playoff run? I think at this point, I, I don't think so. That being said, if anyone can do it at age 38, it is LeBron James. But I think it's done.
1: Mm, I see. I mean, in my opinion, it'd be very nice to see this Lakers team uh, get into the playoffs and, you know, compete. But no, I feel okay.
0: like... I couldn't care less. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I feel like health is definitely the issue surrounding the Lakers right now. If AD cannot be healthy during the playoffs, it's a done deal. Like LeBron cannot do everything, especially if the team uh, can't follow suit as well.
0: Yeah, it's to it, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, it could work. Like you know, and like LeBron just proves me as an idiot again. You know, what hell winning winning the championship from the play has never been done before. Hey, MJ ain't never done that shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be the first for for some team maybe in the future.
0: Uh, yeah. Anyways, good, good trade for the Lakers. Um, what, what did you think of this trade? Well, you're we already talked about did we already talk about Utah? Like they get another pick. Good for them.
1: Yeah, it's just just that one first round pick, right?
0: Uh basically. Maybe there were some seconds involved. I think it's just that first round pick.
1: Yeah, and JTA and Damon Jones and and, I, and
0: we forgot to mention uh, they're probably going to buy out uh, Russ. Yeah, so you know whatever that whatever that's worth. Um, so yeah, they got another pick. That that's what they wanted.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, it's going to be a while from now. Like I said, so I mean, we'll see what they could build off of until then, because. I mean, they seem like a great team uh, as of like early in the season. Just so happens that you know they slowed down, really.
0: And it is a downgrade what they gave up. Malik Beasley, like he's one of their designated shooters. He's up and down, but like and Jared Vanderbilt, very versatile wing that they just traded away. So they're out of the. They're probably going to be out of the victor sweepstakes, kind of. But at the same time, they drop a few games. Like everyone's kind of mushed together like you still have decent enough chances to actually get the number one pick. So it's they're, like, it's not all lost, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll see how the percentages are once, uh, you know, the teams finally settle in their places. And with
0: that uh, extra pick, they have 15 unprotected or lightly protected first round picks through 2029.
1: Seriously. Up until 2029. Jesus.
0: Yep. So good for them. Uh, and the last part of it, the Timberwolves. They get rid of D'Lo. They add Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Um, and uh, I lost the thing. But yeah, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Mike Conley. Mike Conley is going to be good for them. He, he's mm-hmm. he, Now, he is a legit floor leader. He is there to set guys up. He's an adult in the room. He's going to help you know make things easier for Ant. It's a, it's a great pickup. I would worry about the health a little bit. But this is, I think, is an overall good pickup, and you know they, they, they get rid of Dillum, which I, as yeah. I have, as I have said, was the worst part of the, the Rudy Gobert trade.
1: Yeah, from from what I've seen on Reddit, it, it seemed like a 50-50 for uh, Minnesota. A lot of people wanted more for Duo, and a lot of people still wanted deal on this team. So, he has been know.
0: good lately too. So, like, let's yeah. not let's not like disc- let's not discount that he's been good. But he has his warts and, uh, you know, him next to Ant, you just, you needed to focus things on Ant more.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Mike Conley going back and playing with his former Max, Super Max center in uh, Rudy Gobert.
0: He was the only guy on the Jazz that passed him. After Joe Ingles went down. Joe Ingles had really good chemistry with Rudy Gobert, but... Mike Conley's second on that list.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: So overall, I thought that I thought this trade like helps everybody. Like Jazz got a pick, um, Lakers got rid of Russ and got real players back, and the, the Timberwolves kind of salvage a little bit of that uh, Rudy Gobert disaster. You know, they again, Nikhil Alexander Walker, a guy you can kind of take a flyer on. Mike Conley, you know, as long as he stays healthy, a very, very good floor general and a guy that will make things easier for everyone so i think overall it's a it's a good trade for all t- for all involved
1: oh yeah after hours of consideration yeah it it really is i'd say i I still think uh you talk it more still
0: uh well that's again they, they they got what they wanted the lakers pick and the lakers are very likely to be shit <laughs> after lebron <laughs> retires yeah so. yeah okay well, that, that's all i have um you know about this game and about the trade for the for you know before the real storm happens like directly before the deadline so overall it's been an interesting day and i assume there's going to be more shit happening including the kings as well so we'll see what happens uh i'm excited
1: yeah we'll see if any more trades go down tomorrow and actually let's see it oh, we forgot.
0: We forgot to mention uh, Josh Hart to the to the Knicks for Cam Reddish, Ar- Ryan Archie Archie Diakono, and Svi Makailu. Um, not a, not as big of a trade, but it is something.
1: Oh, and also Dwayne Denman to the Spurs,
0: For I think a second round pick in cash. They, yeah, they, they just wanted to get rid of him. He was causing <laughs> some issues back back. back not backstage in the locker room. So, yeah, oh. not not good for our our friend uh, Dwayne Dedmon.
1: Oh, that's, that's too bad, I guess. Um, did actually Kyrie play today? Oh, he did Ky- play. Kyrie, t-
0: he's playing. He's playing right now.
1: Oh, yeah. And they're winning by 10.
0: Mm. It'll be interesting Friday night.
1: <laughs> yeah, it will be. Too bad no. call whatchamacallit, Uka Doncic.
0: He out? might be back.
1: Ooh, that. he might be back on Friday?
0: He might. That's what I've heard. Like, he was going to sit out this game.
1: Hmm, I see yeah well, that'll be interesting to see both Kyrie and Wuka on the same floor
0: yeah let's hope let's hope they take some time to figure out their chemistry and, uh, <laughs> you know we'll, we'll see what happens with that but overall yeah bit, it's been an interesting day um anything else you want to quickly talk about before the true storm happens tomorrow
1: yeah we'll see if uh any of our guys get traded because you know I personally didn't see uh it, Rashawn, or i only remember seeing Rashawn on the floor so yeah we shall see about any trades for the kings
0: all right hold on to your seats uh fans it's gonna be a it's gonna be a crazy one all right thank you guys for listening we'll catch you guys back on the next one
1: yeah we'll see you guys later
0: all right uh this is not planned at all but this requires us to record an extra part and actually add it to the podcast. That's how important this is. The nets are trading Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. People forget that part (laughs) to the Phoenix suns for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder four round picks and a 2028 swap. There, there might be uh, more swaps in there. I, I swear to God, I read there were more swaps, but, Yes, Kevin Durant is going to the Phoenix Suns to team up with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and to a lesser degree, DeAndre Ayton. What are your thoughts, Paul?
1: That team, in my opinion, seems scary. (laughs) And let's see, where, where are they at right now in terms of standings? They are in fifth. I expect, in my opinion a shoot up uh, for the rest of the season in terms of uh, standings.
0: So, yeah, let's let's start with the repercussions of the Kings. So so right now Phoenix is two games back from the Kings. You know, you know, I got a hot take. I don't think this affects the Kings much at all.
1: Mm, I don't think so either. We could possibly go down one or two slots
0: okay okay. let's let's actually i'm gonna stop you right there why why would you say that or why do you say that
1: i don't know i feel like dallas and phoenix has could have something going i just don't know how much far they could go in terms of standings i mean as of right now the kings for me is it's kind of the games we, we need to win the games that matter of course. And it seems like it's hit or miss when it comes to that. So that's why I'm kind of weary about kind of staying in that third seed right now.
0: Okay. Um, So my reasoning for, so if you guys are wondering, the Kings play the Suns three more times. So they will run into Kevin Durant. Hmm. Reason why I say it doesn't, I don't think it affects the Kings much. I just don't think they're going to be healthy. Like mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is coming back from a knee injury. Granted, he's come back from a knee injury every single year since he's been in uh, Brooklyn, and he's been fine. My thing is that Chris Paul is going to miss more games. Devin Booker likely going to miss more games. Uh, I just checked their last game. Devin Booker came back, played 26 minutes, played very well, six for 15, two for eight from three. He's going to take a little bit to get going. Now, granted, you play the Kings, that's where you start to get going. But I think... The injuries are going to be a problem. And the fact that they gave up Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and, you know, for T- T- Jay Crowder's whatever, they just gave up basically their wing their wing depth. Now they have to rely on Torrey Craig and Kevin Durant. And, you know, Devin Booker is a good defender too. They're going to rely on those guys to be the wing defenders. And I just don't think that's going to be enough defense for the most part. And, you know, may, you know, maybe against the Kings, it doesn't matter. They're going to, you know, wipe the floor with them. But the Kings have shown that they can score with the best of them. And I think this this is definitely improves the Suns. But I just think with injuries in the regular season, it's not going to matter that much. However, in, in the playoffs, this is nasty.
1: Mm, yeah, that's for sure. I, I could see your reasoning because, you know, of course, a lot of stars are going to be sitting out until the playoffs time, and I feel like we require the whole team effort just to, you know, just uh, we made this far with, you know, everyone healthy at this point, with uh, Fox and Sabonis being our front runners. But yeah, it, when it, when it does come time toward the playoffs, that's yeah, I'm I'm not expecting much to be honest.
0: So you know, overall, like, just I, I I should have actually talked about this before. I should ask you, like, do you think Kevin Durant stays on the net? I actually thought he was gonna stay on the Nets because, you know, I just thought like, you know, him staying on the Nets and just saying, essentially, would make a big statement about just, you know, d- despite all the bullshit, I'm 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 just gonna I'm just gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna carry my team. This is my team now. I'm gonna do it my way. I don't really care if I win or lose, you know. I it's I'm gonna pull this together. I'm gonna be the leader. And he kind of showed signs of doing that, like earlier in the year with uh, the the Kyrie Irving anti-Semitic stuff. And but now, like he's kind of made his move. Like he wants to win. And you know what a move? Like going to Phoenix. He, they still have Devin Booker. They still have DeAndre Ayden and Chris Paul. I, th- this is a vi- this is the most dangerous team in in the league right now.
1: Yeah, I'm on the same boat of, uh, you know, Kevin Durant staying. Well, same with Kyrie, I thought, as well. (laughs) And look how it happened. Uh, So, yeah, I I really thought, you know, the Nets had a really good chance in the East. I mean, besides possibly Boston and Milwaukee and maybe Philly, I mean, I still thought they had a pretty good chance to make it far. But my gosh, they blew it up this quickly. And that's the most like, unexpected part of, you know, this uh, trade, uh, which you would call deadline to even happen, <laughs> I would say.
0: Yeah, guy, yeah, guys of Kevin Durant's stature don't get traded. They just don't. And the fact that it just happens like that, that's just insanity. It really is. And, you know, it, let, let's see where this goes i just i just I just can't get over the injuries part i just think they i just think they're going to like fall apart at so, at some point and you know the chris paul curse continues essentially
1: <laughs> well we shall see do you think the
0: kings do you think the kings make a move in response to this
1: i mean what other big moves can we make without giving up like key players OG and an open and an, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I ask Alciacum for Keegan Al- Barnes and a Picks. I don't know. It's I'm not willing to give up Keegan as of right now. And I mean the rest of the team can, you know, is expendable <laughs> except for you know Fox and Sabonis, of course, but yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to be willing to give up picks just so we could, you know, make some sort of push into play playoffs of how deep the West is right now. And, you know, I, I would like to develop our players uh, just for this season because, I mean, this is our first time ever getting this far up in the standings. So it's an experience for now. Next year or the years in the future, that's when we could think about making big moves
0: i cannot stress this enough don't trade for rudy gobert don't make that kind of trade (laughs) the kings Kings are on the timberwolves trajectory and you know granted the the wolves kind of did a a, like a 90 degree turn with the rudy gobert trade just don't make a really weird trade where it's just it's just a weird fit and you, you you don't you trade the wrong guy so you know like I just think I think the Kings should be fine for now anyway I again I don't think this matters as much in the regular season as a lot of people are saying it does so oh the 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 West just got brutal it did get brutal kind of I just do not expect the core of this to be healthy and you know they gave up all basically their wing depth for this again their their wings are Kevin Durant and Torrey Craig and if you want to put Devin Booker as a wing fine like those guys have to be your defense too and Aiden is, isn't exactly a like great room protector so they're just gonna they're gonna have to figure out how they're gonna deal with that now of course they could just outscore the other team but again in the playoffs those guys are gonna need to be healthy and I just don't think it's gonna happen and you know like I just, uh, I ultimately think big move. Don't get me wrong. This changes the complexion of the West, I, but I just don't think it affects the Kings as much as people think. Mm-hmm. Or Honestly, that it doesn't affect the standings all that much.
1: Mm-hmm. So as of right now, do you think they're the best in the West? I, in terms of players, just straight up, if everyone's healthy, everyone in the West is healthy, you think this is the best team? It's a
0: tough one for me. Because, like, here's the thing. I still haven't given up on the Warriors.
1: Mm. Does this
0: team beat the Warriors? Like, it's that. I would say yes, because, like, they got Kevin Durant. They also got the guys to guard Kevin Durant, you know? Mm. And Kevin Durant has, you know, last year he got shut down by Boston because they had a really nice scheme. Um, I I think the Warriors can do something similar to that. So I, I I'm not sure if they beat the Warriors. I'll put it that way.
1: Mm, I see.
0: Now, granted, yeah. I don't I don't know if the Warriors could the Warriors could lose to anyone, but they are the most dangerous team in the league.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe KD left the East just because they he didn't want to deal with Milwaukee and Boston.
0: <laughs> or you know just why do you associate yourself with Kyrie Irving is the question ever since he's left you know Boston it's been chaos or Boston ever since he's left the Warriors it's just been like bullshit after bullshit after bullshit and he kind of just sits there quietly you know like I'll like as much like how we say like Marvin Bagley like there's all this bs Mm -hmm. with him and you know his dad he just sits there and says nothing so like you know he's guilty by association Kevin Durant is a bit of a weird, volatile personality, and granted, I don't think it affects much of anything with the Suns, but it's it's just chaos, kind of fought. like he he's made some weird choices, and you know, I I don't know if this is exactly a good choice. You're you're tying yourself to a thirty was it thirty seven year old Chris Paul who's you know literally on his last legs, Devin Booker who can't really stay healthy, DeAndre A a weirdly inconsistent player like you can make the argument like is he you know is he that much better than Hmm. Uh yeah well
1: I guess we will see in the coming weeks because now I mean Dallas got more interesting Phoenix Suns got more interesting uh Wagers somewhat got and they're too far to be
0: they're too far down to be interesting
1: yeah, I mean, they could pull, eh, I don't know. It, yeah, they can to,
0: They can move, they can shoot straight up to the ninth seed, as yeah. we said earlier.
1: <laughs> yeah, eh, well, w- we'll see about them. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, hopefully uh, those three games against Phoenix will be uh, good.
0: So uh, let's end it with this. The Kings' next three games, Dallas twice. In Golden One Center. Yeah. And the Phoenix Suns.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> On Monday, I'm I, assuming.
0: I think I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant won't play in the first game. So we don't have to worry about that. But, you know, Devin Booker is back. So, you know, inter- interesting um, that, that This is a pure coincidence. There's no there's no uh, there's no like conspiracy there. But, yeah, that those are the next three games. Uh, let's see how this works out.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. And that was Mavericks. I hear it's back to back Friday and Saturday. So that Saturday game, even if we win that Friday game, it's going to be scary.
0: It is going to be a very, very scary thing. And, you know, I, I don't know if Luca plays Friday. Does mm. he play both games? Maybe he does.
1: Maybe. I mean, I personally would like to see Luca because, I mean. <laughs> Him and Kyrie would be a pretty nice combo to see, I guess. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, you know, th- despite all the bullshit surrounding Kyrie, again, brilliant basketball player. You know, it's, I'm glad, I'm, I'm gonna be happy to see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, one last thing. Would you have done this? Keegan, Davion, TD, forum protected first for KD. The money doesn't uh, work, by the way, but so, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. doesn't.
1: <laughs> I would expect a lot of swaps and, uh, oh. Probably Barnes in the mix as well. Um, dear God, I would say no. I don't, like, like he said, health is the issue with KD. Even though he's a great player. Oh, uh, man. This is, uh it's it is really tough for me, but our defense would <laughs> be plummeting down as well. So no, no, I wouldn't do it. Yeah.
0: Well, I I don't know. You would need another guy in there. Like I'm I'm 100 percent sure you would need Harrison Barnes in there. And yeah. probably uh Rashawn Holmes as well. So it, it I, I don't I I don't know. That's a tough one. I I think I would just because it is Kevin Durant. Uh Uh-huh. Like, the bullshit is with Kyrie. So I I think I'm okay with dealing with some bullshit from KD for, you know, just just to make it to the playoffs. Like, honestly, like, making the playoffs would be so big for us.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: We would have a chance for a a title, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's a guarantee that we would get far, but I just don't think it's the time (laughs) to... uh do it. Like I said, is is a learning experience for these young guys and definitely one guy to help us push that far won't give us that kind of experience in my opinion.
0: Someone said CP3 about to get a ruin.
1: Actually yeah. I, I don't think so. Well let's see if there's a Phoenix fan or Phoenix Suns fans that uh tattoo uh the future 2022 20, 2023 champions on their like bodies.
0: Uh, i'm gonna end this one being petty i think like, if there's one guy i never want winning a championship is chris Paul.
1: <laughs>
0: one of the dirtiest bastards i've ever seen like he is this he is this generation's isaiah thomas like people don't talk about i don't think people talk about it enough just a dirt like granted brilliant basketball player just does the most dirty unnecessary garbage i've ever seen and like the the stupid rip through moves so cheap the way he does like so much bullshit like he does on the court. And it's it's just one of those things where I just think like this is a guy that does not deserve to ever win a championship.
1: Mm. Well, we'll be seeing it more since you know it's 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 Chris Paul. Who who are we kidding? We're gonna see it at least like 20 times before the playoffs. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, that's uh that's so that was the emergency podcast. We needed to record something it like big trades like this don't happen. So we'll make an exception for this one. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, We will be coming back to you guys after the, after the Saturday Dallas game, because that is a back-to-back.
1: Oh yeah. Well, we'll see you guys later.